welcome to the PPR Podcast, where we discuss all things fantasy football, from player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your host, Bob Miller. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am your host, Bob Miller. And I'm Rob Sprout. And in today's episode, we're going to finish up uh, what we started a few days back and give you five more buy nows and some sells uh, to help you keep your fantasy team, your dynasty team, uh, you know, competitive for the next few years to come. So, um, you know, before we get started, Rob, let me get your your opinion on this Dalvin Cook news because, you know, it was funny. Is it, it my number five guy on the list when we were we we're doing our show Sunday night was Dalvin Cook, and I wanted to. He was a guy that I was selling. I was maximizing that profit because he had put together his best year. Uh, you know, he missed the championship game last year, but it was still his healthiest year. Um, so. I was saying I was I was going to put it out there to cash in on this guy, you know, quit while while the while you're ahead, um, you know, maybe see what you could get out there and maybe try to use him to go get a Saquon or something like that. But now uh, that's all by the wayside because of this news that's come out of a of a potential holdout. So his value has taken a hit uh, right now. But let me get your your thoughts on the Dalvin news. Are you worried about it whatsoever? Yeah, I mean, I'm real worried about it. Uh, I have a couple Davin Cook shares across some of my dynasty teams, and I was kind of with you. Like, I was like, maybe I should try to sell. Like, maybe after a few games, he's healthy, he's doing his thing, and now I'm kind of like, uh, am I just gonna be stuck with this guy until he gets a contract figured out? Uh, I I don't know. He's he's asking for a decent amount of money. I wouldn't say it's like an over the, the top or exuberant amount. But it's not necessarily something that Minnesota is willing or wanting to do. So I don't feel that the top brass will call them in Minnesota. So your front office people are expecting that they're on a Super Bowl tear this year. And they don't necessarily feel the need to pay their star running back. Now, do you think he's someone... You know, I don't see it being a Melvin Gordon situation. Because in my opinion, Melvin Gordon's good... But he wasn't really elite at much of anything. I mean, he's good out of the backfield catching the ball. He's okay. He's fast. He, but his his yards per carry took a hit. His yards after contact took a big hit. <clears throat> Excuse me. And But I see Dalvin being – I mean, Dalvin is better at everything, uh, in my opinion, than someone like a Melvin Gordon. And he's, he's an elite talent. So I'm wondering – I don't know if this really affects um, – you know, like what people are, are, are saying that he could hold out the, I think he gets signed. I, I think that uh, Minnesota is going to figure out a way to sign him. They've got, they can, they can move some things around. They might. I hope so. Maybe, maybe they get a front load of contract, make him happy, get him some initial money up front and promise to pay more later and then convert it into a bonus so they can move on from him if they want to free up cap space and not have a huge dead cap. 
Yeah, I mean, the injury so. problems can be a concern, um, but I think that's the reason why he's trying to cash in now is because he did finally put together his healthiest season, uh, which by far was his most productive season, and I think he is now trying to maximize on that and, and get every dollar he can, which I honestly I don't blame him one bit, but I really do see uh, this situation um, – not being too much to worry about now. I think that he does sign. I wouldn't let it affect draft position as your number three, number four, number five running back, however you, you've you got him ranked. Um, I do think it affects the position of someone like Alexander Madison. I think you want to take him a little earlier in drafts if he's sitting around in the seventh, eighth, ninth round, especially if you're a Dalvin owner. But to me, it doesn't affect his draft position at all. And if I'm in a dynasty league, even though this he's not one of my buys in my list on my list, but if you can get him at a discount, if someone's panicking, uh, I, I say jump all over it, go grab the guy. So I don't know. That's just my opinion. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I think the guy signs, um, and I think every, everyone's going to be happy. I don't see a hold out there at all. I mean, we can only hope. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens though. And that's just, uh, kind of the route we're seeing the NFL go, I think. And, mentioned it before just they teams don't necessarily want to pay big contracts to running backs because they don't necessarily need to well they really don't and and, and history um, has shown that a lot of these teams have kind of regretted uh, you know locking these guys up and signing them with big money I mean uh, right and then they got to try to hope to dump them to another team that absolutely needs a running back and yeah have Eric- somebody take that contract on yeah Arizona was doing whatever they could to get <laughs> to get rid of David Johnson and nobody mm-hmm. wanted him except for Bill O'Brien so and 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 obviously the Rams uh you know moving on from Gurley and and Devonta Freeman being another one of those guys I think Le'Veon Bell's probably the next one in line that we could see get cut uh, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll kind of take a break from there we'll, we'll back off of that a little bit because I think we'll talk about him a little later yes um, we will but, you know, like I said, I'm not worried about the Dalvin situation. I don't see there being a holdout. I think this is being blown out of proportion a little bit, and I think they do find a way to lock him up, sign him to a, uh, a good deal that's going to make both, both parties happy. And then uh, if someone did take advantage and go get Dalvin at a good little, uh, little bit of a discount, I think they're going to be real, real happy about that. So. so Dalvin went from your sell list to your buy list? Yeah, yeah, kind of funny, you know. Well, well, <laughs> you know, on my sell list, I say, hey, get get every dime you can out of him right now, but uh, you can't. I mean, he, he his value has taken a hit because uh, no one's gonna. You know, there's a lot of people in your league that's not gonna want to fiddle with that. So if someone is in your league panicking, I say jump on it and take advantage. I mean, this is all about value, and um, he's not a guy that I I was gonna tell you to absolutely go and get rid of him before before it's too late. I mean, it was kind of the same way I felt with like a, a Julio Jones or something like that. But, you know, the whole point of this is to try and capitalize sometimes and cash out, get out while the getting's good, um, you know, kind of, you know, quit while you're ahead type of thing. And and he, he was a thought, um, but, you know, even though we've talked about him for about five minutes now, he's he wasn't part of the list, but, uh, right, right. you know. But it's all good there. So that's all right. It's a, it's a, it's worth a stab here to have a good conversation about it and just see uh, what the perspective is. And uh, I I see things from both sides, honestly. Like if you're uh, a Dalvin owner that you're wanting to hold on to him, I say go out there and get Madison from someone. I would at least be doing that. If you if you don't have Boone. the handcuff, Mike Boone blew up like the last game of the season, just out of nowhere, and it was like okay. 
Yeah, I well, think Madison I guess this had those injuries. Could be a thing. He could be. I think he was just because Madison wasn't healthy either, and so they just had they had no choice but to play Mike Boone there. So yeah, but he he went in there and did some things. So he did. He did. I don't know. So I know. Listen, I'm going to ask you a question, man. I know you're on the other end there drinking your rum and coke, right? A little bit. All right. I. <laughs> you know what I'm drinking right now? Hmm. I don't know if I want to put this out there. I don't care. Have you had a Pabst Blue Ribbon hard coffee? Oh my God, they're delicious, aren't they? Oh my God. Oh my gosh, it's like a yeah. a, a a damn yoo-hoo that gives you a buzz. <laughs> you got to be careful, man, because they actually have quite a bit of caffeine in them. So, oh really? I found myself like drunk and zippy. I was at my brother's house uh, like a month or so ago, up in Pennsylvania, and I had some, and it was an interesting feeling. Yeah, well, I'm drinking one now, and I'll probably have a couple more, so it'll be like having a Four loco or something like that, I guess. Uh, ah, they're not that drastic, but they are <laughs> delicious, I can tell you that. So, Pabst, if you're out there, people are listening, and they want to buy your stuff. Oh, yeah, that thing tastes so good. <laughs> I love them. I'm telling you, man. it's I can't drink too many of them. It's more like a dessert or something. It just satisfies a little bit of a sweet tooth and uh, and sure. all that. But yeah, man, it is like a yoo-hoo with alcohol in it. It is phenomenal. So Yeah, they're delicious. Well, all right, man. Well, let's get on with the show. Let's get started, mm-hmm. shall we? All oh, right. Yeah. Where do we want to start? We want to start with our sells or buys. Oh, man. Oh, let's go with the sells. I want to end on a super high note with the buys because I got some stuff to say. All right. Well, let's go. Uh, you want to start or you want me to kick it off? Yeah, man, I'll kick it off. Go right uh, ahead. Let's see here. So... Uh, my number five, sell. Here we go. Hunter Renfro. Mm. Let's get rid of him. And I'm, I really liked what he did last year. And that's why I want to sell him. Because you can sell him on the price of what he did last year. Uh, there's suddenly way too many mouths to feed in Las Vegas. There are. It's a lot. So between him and Waller, they had, an, I mean, just a monster share of the targets. Now you're bringing in Brian Edwards, uh, Henry Ruggs. Mm-hmm. So Waller's still going to be and eating they st- targets. They still have Tyrell Williams. They still have Tyrell Williams. Yep. Right. So, so now all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of weapons and Derek Carr is not the quarterback to support that many weapons. No, he's just no. not. So, with all those mouths to feed in Vegas, I think you're at an opportunity to sell high on last year's stats right now. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But what, what, are, you, what are you realistically uh, trying to get for him? Because it's not a sexy name, to be honest. If, it's if, not. If, if, you know, if you're saying, hey, you put it out on the, you know, a, 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 in your league and say, hey, guys, uh, Hunter Rimfro's available. He's uh, on the block. Yeah, no one's really going to be beating down your door by any means to go get him. So... You know, what's your strategy? Are you just trying to shop him and maybe get like a second-round yeah, pick or something? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm shopping him. Um, seeing what I can get, a second round would be good. He did finish the year with uh, back-to-back 100-yard games. So uh, you saw him progress talent-wise and his abilities in the offense, but you just signed a couple alphas. Like, you, you got, like, balling wide receivers now. So... Hunter Renfro is is going to kind of be an afterthought. So if you can get a couple draft picks for him, a second round would be good. I would, I would sell him for a second round, honestly. Oh yeah. 
I think I would too. I mean, you're going to have to be a salesman. I mean, you might have to give him and like a third rounder to uh, move up to the second round, but I would do that. I would do that. I don't that. know. Uh, maybe. We'll see. Well, listen, I, I mean, I don't know how many offensive studs are going to – there's a lot of guys that are dropping into that second round that you can go and get, you know, like a Michael Pittman or something like that that's not going to be there in the third round. If you could take him, get like a Pittman or something, and, and you know, take that third and, you know, maybe it's a late third, mid-third. Um, right, know, and, and let's not forget about the 2021 class, which is going to be deep at wide receiver as well. Mm-hmm. So don't, don't be afraid – to, to get out from under somebody who is potentially going to be the wide receiver three on his team. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's a good, good name. I just, you know, it's one of those you're going to have to, uh, you're going to have to do a little bit of work. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, no one's going to be coming chasing after you to get Hunter Renfro, but maybe you can and package him up with something. Yeah. You do a package and try to get rid of him. And like that package includes whatever two other players or something from each team. Yeah. And then, him and you're like, hey, give me a second too. Yeah, or you can try and upgrade a position. You know, if you take Tar- him and yeah, target a team that needs wide receiver depth. Yeah, yeah, uh, just like you, uh, just like you in one of your dynasty leagues we were talking about yesterday. So, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Well, all right, man. Well, you know what? I'm gonna stick with the uh, wide receiver, and I'm gonna go with Odell Beckham. Mm. Odell Beckham <clears throat> is. Listen, he's a sell for me, but I'm probably holding on to him now unless you can get a pretty good package. I'm in a dynasty league, and I saw, uh, you know, in my dynasty league that's ran by Josh Wilson, um, I saw Odell go straight up for Cortland Sutton today, which I liked. I liked that deal. Um, you're getting a little bit a little bit younger, but in, in my opinion, listen— in I'm not on the Odell train, but I don't know if that's equal value. Well, here here's my thing with with Odell and 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 a lot of players is when you're when you're making these deals, I like to target guys if I can um, with their best years ahead of them, not behind them. And in my opinion, Odell's best years are behind him. I don't think he's ever going to put up the numbers that he did in New York. He's been. Uh, uh, quite a bit of drama, but not too awful, but he has been dra- drama. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, there's nobody that wanted Odell to do, do you know, better than I did. I mean, I was an Odell fan when he was in New York. It's a little weird now that he's in Cleveland, um, you know, me being a Ravens fan, but uh, I hope the best for him. And listen, you know, in, in 64% of his, his games over his career, he has finished as a wide receiver two or better. And there's only, you know, there's only a hand, there's only like three players that's ever done that that that's doing that better than him. And you know, and that's uh, you know, Ode, uh, Antonio Brown was the only one that put you know Julio and Michael Thomas. Antonio mm-hmm. Brown, Julio, and Michael Thomas were the only guys um, that finished with a better you know rate uh, than him. So I, I've really, really wanted to believe in him. And and the Browns were a disaster last year, all of them. You know, quarterback, tight end, everything was a disaster there. They still are. And that's that's what I think. I don't know um, if it if the ship is going – if someone's going to write that ship enough to where it's going to make Odell I, – I, I just – I think people are living in the past when it comes to him. I think he's going to be a solid, you know, wide receiver, but people are treating him as if he's that still that wide receiver one – and if you can get that type of value out of him, um, where if you can go and get someone like a Cortland Sutton or some of these rookies that their best years are ahead of them, 
instead of behind them. That's someone I'm really targeting when I have Odell. And, you know, the Cortland Sutton thing isn't isn't bad, but if I can go and get someone um, like a Cooper Cup or if I, you know, put together something for that, I think I could do really, really well with getting a package for Odell. And I think it's it's a, a good opportunity to kind of get out while the getting's good with him. Maybe wait after week one, week two, um, him, him put together a couple of pretty good games, let people see that he's – you know, he's still pretty good, that he still could be this or could be that. And then I think you uh, you take advantage of that and you strike and, and, and you see what you can get for him, try to get a haul for him. That's Right, and especially now they're, they're talking up. I think there was something that just came out today about it. So he, about how good Odell is going to be. So jump on the media hype and go ahead and get rid of him. I don't think I own him anywhere in any of my dynasty leagues. So I'm just risk a little more risk averse like that. Yeah, I I've moved on from him. Um, I've just I've I've followed that philosophy that I'm I'm recommending is I have sold him and um, and gotten some really really good value in return and um, you know I traded him in a league and and got a you know like a a back end first round pick and Allen Robinson. And so oh, I would do that all day. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Allen Robinson. Yeah. I got Allen Robinson and, and, a, and a, like the pick one twelve. And so that's, that's awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that, that's what I'm saying. It's not a guy that you, Oh God, you, you got to go dump him. You got to go move on from, you know, listen, be patient with him. But I, I, like I said, his best years are behind him. And if you can, uh, if you can find someone in your league that still believes that his best years are in front of him, with Baker, because there's those Baker Mayfield truthers and lovers out there. Mm-hmm. If you find that guy and 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 take advantage of it, because it's exactly what happened today in a league. So nice. All right. Yep. Yeah, all right. Um, let's move on to my next sell here, Leonard Fournette. Hmm. So, I like Leonard Fournette. I really do. I love him. For some reason, Jacksonville doesn't. They have this like constant bickering relationship, it feels like. And uh, he's in a contract year. He's going to be one of those running backs that's trying to get paid. Especially if he has another healthy year. The dude went off last year, and he had, what, like 70 receptions, too? So the guy's a PPR monster. Yep. But the more I looked into it and I was reading about it, uh, some more about him, and then going back and just looking at the history of uh, some, some bickering and things like that going on with Jacksonville, like I just mentioned about Odell Beckham, I'm risk averse. And if I got Fournette, I think I'm trying to sell him. So like I said, he's contract year, uh, running backs trying to get paid more. I don't think any teams are going to want to pay him. Like at any high price, so with it being getting like being easier to get running backs out of the draft, plug and play them. Uh, most teams are going running back by committee now. There aren't a whole lot that are just a three down back sort of team. Uh, I think it's time to sell him, and you target the guy that's trying to win now. So take some of his younger assets, maybe take some of his draft picks. Whatever team's trying to win now, go sell them to that guy. Hmm. You know where I want to see Leonard Fournette end up next year? Hmm. Seattle. Ugh. 
I'd love to see him in Seattle. I think he'd be a great fit for that team. I think that. I, I mean, great. just as a grinder, yeah. But you know, Chris Carson can't stay healthy. You know, Rashad Penny's not really done much of anything. They're always looking for a running back to. You know, it. I, I mean, it's signing Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Yeah, but man, I I would love to see Fournette end up in Seattle next year. That would be a that would be an awesome fit. Heck, I'd probably mm. get a Fournette jersey. What? Yep, yep. I like me some Fournette, man. I love them. I you love like them. Fournette or do you like Seattle now? No, no, no. Dang, no. Bob, pick a team. Hey, listen, I love some Russell Wilson too, man. <laughs> Russell Wilson's my. I guy. love Russell Wilson too. That's yeah. fair. That's he's, fair. He's adorable. I love that guy. Adorable. Don't he say is. that. He's a sweetie. You don't say that about a man. He's sweetie. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I love that's the guy. The most though. ridiculous thing that's uh, going to be said all night. Yep, yep, probably. That, that, <laughs> guys, that's the uh, that's the that's PB, the PBR. That's the PBR hard coffee talking here. <laughs> Sitting here drinking a hard coffee, talking about how adorable Russell Wilson is. <laughs> oh, I love Russell Wilson. Oh, all right, geez. man. Just want to give him a big old hug. I do. He's be just a great guy. Just Pinch a good dude. Get good out of here. Dude. Love him. Love. I've always listen. I've I've liked Russell Wilson for years, man. He got drafted by my Orioles back out of high school, yeah, way back in the day as a, like a shortstop, and I kind of followed him there, and he ended up at NC State, then ended up over at Wisconsin. I've had, I've always followed Russell Wilson, man. I, I've always rooted for the guy. So all right, well, all right, man. Well, let's move on. My my next guy um, is kind of another one of those where I'm not advocating go, you need to move on from him now, but it's someone um, that I think you could maximize profit on and maybe get a little younger at the position. And that guy's Zach Ertz. Mm, yeah. Zach Ertz, um, he's a hell of a, you know, he's an elite tight end. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying you got to go move on from him right now, but. You know, this is dynasty talk, and we are focused on the future. And he's 29 years old. He's always banged up, and that's fine. I mean, guys that play ball, they're banged up. But I get kind of upset with Dallas Goddard really vulturing a lot of those touchdowns. And Uh, Here's the thing. I don't know that he's vulturing touchdowns as much as there weren't people to throw to. The Eagles wide receiver situation last year was atrocious. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about that a little later, but yeah. So I, I, I get what you're saying. So if we're going to sell Ertz, I think it might be smart, but that guy's going to go somewhere else and he's going to be a monster too. Yeah. So I, I like, I, I'm, I'm in a, between about this with you. So, you know, you know, and, and I'm not saying he's, it's anything to do with his skill set. He's an elite tight end, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking about, um, trying to maximize that profit like we were talking about. I, I would be in some leagues that I've been in that I've had Zach Ertz, I have moved him to get younger. I've 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 moved him in deals uh to get uh, George Kittle. I've gotten Mark Andrews back uh in a in a deal um that I've moved you know, so that's the guys I'm targeting. I'm trying to get younger. I'm trying to get uh that's sure. that's you know the that's same tough to do with the tight end position too because uh, tight ends usually don't break out until they're older. Yeah, you know, they're like 26, 27, and then become right. you know relevant, kind of like Zach Ertz was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now Kittle has kind of broke out a little earlier, and 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 definitely Mark Andrews and and Darren Waller's done pretty well. So, um, 
I think Waller loses a lot of targets next year because you're kind of talking about a lot of mouths to feed. I think he's still mm-hmm. going to be productive. I don't think he puts up the numbers that he does that he did last year. But I think Mark Andrews is a guy that I'm really, really targeting. It's going to be hard to get Kittle um, because Kittle is already better than than Ertz. So you would have to add something with Ertz. But right. But I, I think it, that's that's safe though. Like if you want to go pick up a Mark Andrews. Maybe offer him like, "Hey, I'll give you Zach Ertz and a second. I don't know. I mean, I would offer, I would, I would offer Zach Ertz straight up first, and then see where it goes from there. But you know, Mark Andrews is going to get a lot more opportunities. I mean, he, he, there's he, so much hype on Mark Andrews right now, though. I don't, I don't know if that deal would cut it. And it's possible. I mean, he blew up last year, and, and guess what? He's going to play a lot more this year because oh, yeah. Hayden Hurst is gone, and so he's going to play a lot more snaps. And, uh, but you know, that's where I start. I start with, uh, Zach Ertz for, for Mark Andrews, see what the other guy says. Um, if he rejects it, say, okay, what do I need to add? You know, what do I need to yeah. do? And, and then we kind of go from there, but you would, you'd, you'd have to feel really good about yourself having a, you know, going from Zach Ertz to having like a 24 year old super stud tied in. That's, that's got plenty of elite years in front of him. So absolutely that that's yep. something, like I said, you don't have to trade Zach Ertz now, but you know, let's be a little bit proactive. I mean, this is the, this is how dynasty teams stay relevant. You know, you got to get out a year early versus a year too late. And so, you know, stay proactive, always look to be getting better and younger, better and younger. So that, that's, that's yep. a, that's a move that I really am uh, really happy about. I, I'm in favor of that. Okay. I can't argue that. Hmm. Uh, and I think Goddard's going to wind up uh, taking even more if they have the same wide receiver issue. But uh, the young breakout's happening with Goddard, too. It is. It, I mean, he's so, getting better every year. Yep. He, he, he is a, he, he's one of the most talented tight ends in the league. And, um, you know, you just can't. You know, the cream rises to the top, and you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't keep him off the field, and he's getting those targets. And he, I can't tell you how many times. Listen, if there's a Zach Ertz owner out there right now that played with Zach Ertz last year, um, they got pissed off at Dallas Goddard because oh, there yeah. was a lot of times where Dallas Goddard caught that touchdown, and you're like, damn it, damn it, right, damn it, right. damn it. You know, Close and that hurts. Yeah, get all mad. You know, yeah. So. Uh, so, you know, those guys know what I'm talking about. And um, like I said, if you can get younger and, and not lose any production at all, uh, go all for it, man. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to move on to a big name. Uh-oh. And uh, my number three sell here, Juju Smith-Schuster. Okay, okay. It is painful to say that. Now, me being the Steelers fan that I am, I don't want to say sell Juju, but it's time. Um, like you just mentioned, like it's, you got to get out of here early. And Juju's back to being healthy. He's got that revenge body thing that he posted about a couple weeks ago. Uh, big-time receivers need big-time money. And Juju's a big-time receiver. I don't know that Pittsburgh is going to want to pay big-time money. So... Pittsburgh's loaded with talent. Deontay Johnson. Um, a lot of people forget they picked up Deion Kane from Indianapolis, who is actually healthy finally. So we'll see what happens. He was battling multiple, multiple injuries. Pittsburgh picked him up for nothing. So Deion Kane is there. 
they drafted Chase Claypool. I've mentioned him before. And they still have James Washington. Now, they also have two tight ends, a lot like uh, Philly does. Not quite as talented, but we got Eric Ebron and Vance McDonald. So, I, th- I think it, the time is now to get out from Juju. Uh, they may want to spend their money elsewhere to keep some defensive players happy and stuff like that in the offseason. Uh, the only caveat to the whole money thing is that he may just really want to stay in Pittsburgh and not be a top paid wide receiver. Yeah, he but loves, it's, he loves Pittsburgh. It's I hard mean, to turn down that money. It. I mean, it he, is. He, he's if, got all the talent in the world and he's very, very young. Yep. And, and so someone is going to break the bank for him. Right. And I mean, he's, he's come out and said like, look, I want to be a stealer for life. And a lot of players that play for them love the organization. And, I get it. They're more of a family than they are a business. Sometimes it feels that way. And the media portrays them that way. So, you know, I I can understand why people want to stay. And then there are some people that are out there for the money. And you saw that with like Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. But I I don't know if Juju's that guy, but I would try to sell him now. Like, look, he's healthy. He's back out. He's practicing with Big Ben. Like, go sell him. Yeah, go add some depth to your team, get some draft picks, uh, do what you need to do. But I, I think it's about time to get out from Juju. And you being a big Pittsburgh fan, I mean, they they don't have that much cap room. You know, they've no, got they've got to no, pay some people. Mm-hmm. And I believe T.J. Watt's contract's going to be coming up here soon. Um, they've got to concentrate on some of these elite guys that they have. Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, things like that. They, uh, you know, they they've they've got some money that they have to worry about. And Juju, absolutely. It's listen. They've Pittsburgh has always produced uh, great wide receivers, and I think they believe in that. And if they, they're probably not too worried about moving on from Juju because they, you know, maybe that was the reason why they took Chase Claypool. So maybe that guy's a beast on the field. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, maybe we see Juju like in Green Bay next year or something. What do you don't think about that? that? What do you think about that? I don't. I don't think about that. <laughs> hey, it'd be that'd be an interesting fit. Oh man, uh, I want to see Juju in Seattle with your beloved Russell Wilson. Really? I mean, they got Tyler Lockett. They got your boy Tyler DK. Lockett's not a wide receiver one. He's not. But DK D- could be, what numbers wise? But you have a dominant force like Juju on a field that is just out there to ball. And he's going to have fun with Russell Wilson and give him the hug you want to. Mm. Mm. Yep, I'm telling you. Well, all right, man. Well, uh, you know, you're talking about Russell Wilson, so I'm going to stick with a, a quarterback here. Okay. This one, you know, this is a dynasty. You know, we're talking dynasty cells. All right, this is going to be a hard sell, but I'm doing it nonetheless. And And I'm selling Tom Brady if I can. Okay. Well, I mean, he's old. You know, you know, he's he's forty three years old, um, but you know, he's got a couple years left. But there's there's the it doesn't matter who you are there. It, no matter what league you're in, there's always a Tom Brady lover. There's a Patriot fan. I know. It's and good. but someone could be in that win now mode, and they think that all these weapons, you know, with Gronk and 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 Godwin and Mike Evans and uh, you know Ronald Jones and 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 uh, 
Keyshawn Vaughn, all these weapons here um, means big-time success for Tom Brady, and maybe you get one of those guys that kind of lives in the past and thinks that he's going to be a stud. And I think Tom Brady's going to put up solid numbers. I think he finishes as a QB1. But, you know, if you're in a super flex league or something, there's not a person that probably wouldn't want to have Tom Brady unless they're just stacked, you know. Uh, but I'm I'm trying to move him if I can because of the weapons around him. I'm really selling that. Um, I think that he'll be okay. I just don't believe he's going to put up the numbers that some folks out there really, really project him to do. Um, right, there's a lot of uh, media hype around it and the whole Arians bump mm-hmm. and I don't, I don't I don't believe it I don't I don't he's not that guy I physically could be, I could you know I, I could be wrong because their defense wasn't great so they're gonna be playing from behind I think more often than not so listen fantasy if I... wise he could produce and it's not gonna be for that much longer so yeah go ahead and get out from under him while you can Sell them for top dollar now. Yeah, I think, you know, I think that this, right now, his value has, I don't, it, it's a lot more now than it has been probably for the last couple of years. Um, so, you know, with the hype and everything there, that's the reason why I'm really trying to, you know, capitalize on a little bit of that hype. And I'm trying, you know, if I'm trading him, you're not going to get anybody super stud or anything, but, you know, I may target someone like a Matt Ryan or, you know, if I can get a Daniel Jones or, you know, something like that. I, you know, if I get Daniel Jones for him, man, I'm all over that. If oh, I could, yeah. if I could package Tom Brady with a, I don't know, with a pick or something and go get like Josh Allen, you know, I'm going to jump all over that as well. So that, that's kind of guys that I'm really, really shooting for. Um, but maybe a Matt Ryan or something could be a little bit more realistic. And Matt Ryan, you know, he's no spring chicken himself. He's 35 years old, but he's still got several years ahead of him, um, a lot more than Tom Brady does, and he's going to be more productive than Tom Brady. So that's some guys that I'm really – I'm just trying to sell the name. I'm trying to sell him on the hype. Um, Some some guys are probably listening to this, rolling their eyes, going, oh, my God, yeah, like I could sell Tom Brady in a dynasty league. And you may be right. You know, if you play in a league with a – you know, some pretty smart people that just they're not gonna they're not gonna be any takers for him. Yeah, you know, that's that. But and they're all... in the superflex. If you're playing superflex, somebody's gonna buy him. Yeah, I mean, I'd take him at the right price. Yeah, but, for sure. But if I owned him, I'd be trying to I'd, listen. I'd try to maximize on the hype and seeing what I could get and maybe get a little younger. But if I could trade him straight up and get like a Daniel Jones or like a Matt Ryan, done. Uh, you know, yeah. where do I sign? Yeah, yeah. You know, good luck. But target, uh, target the Patriots guy in your league. There's one in all of them. Yeah, there is. There is. I've got one that's a Michigan uh, alum, and golly, he loves Tom Brady. Man. Loves him. That's just gross. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. All right, man. So that was number three. What do you got? Uh, what do you got, number two, brother? Number two, uh, I'm selling Le'Veon Bell. Mm. So Le'Veon Bell has a 2021 dead cap hit of only $4 million. See ya. So that's, that's after the season. Yeah, bye, dude, bye buddy. Yeah. gone. See you later. Right. So that being said, they may elect to keep him one more year. And no, hear me out. They may elect to keep him one more year instead of Adam Gase. Yee. So Adam Gase could be gone before Le'Veon Bell. And if that's the case, maybe they hold on to Le'Veon Bell because he's still a good running back. 
The problem with Adam Gase is he doesn't know how to use NFL players. Mm-mm. So is it Le'Veon Bell's fault that his stats aren't as good? Maybe, maybe not. There's a good chance that it's coaching. So uh, another problem with the whole Le'Veon Bell situation is he's got a guy behind him, and he's kind of a no-name dude that they drafted, but he's not really. Uh, the problem he was no-name is because he was stuck on a really terrible Florida team, and oh, that's yeah. uh, LeMichael Le- P. Ryan. Oh, yeah. That dude's like Le'Veon Bell light. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's really hard to tackle. He's patient. He runs similar routes to Le'Veon Bell, and he has great hands. Uh, his last year in college, he had 40 receptions as a senior in Florida. Like, bye-bye, Lev Bell. So, again, similar to Leonard Fournette's situation, go sell him to somebody who needs to win now. So, I would get out from under him, try to get a draft pick. You could probably get a first-round draft pick for Le'Veon Bell. You may be able to. That is, I mean, everyone needs running backs. And If I'm uh, win now, I will give you my first-round pick for Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, especially in a PPR league. Oh, yeah. And then I'm being very, very sneaky and taking LaMichael Pirine. Uh, late, in the draft. You know, oh, yeah, absolutely. Which a lot of people's drafts are already done. So mm-hmm. I, if it is, maybe go out there and uh, try to get LaMichael Pirine. Oh, yeah. They can I, get... I, there you go. There's there's your little buy during the sells. So <laughs> <Yeah>. go buy LaMichael Pirine. So he's right. going to be the guy next year. All right, Lev Bell it is. All right. Oh, yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you there. Um, another guy that I think maybe his best years are behind him. So, um, you know, get what you can. Mm-hmm. All right, man. You know my number two is? Hmm. Wide receiver. Okay. All right. We've talked about him before, and um, I'm trying to – and this is a guy I'm trying to sell now. Trying to sell now before the season starts, and that guy is Mike Evans. Yeah, buddy. So I just came off of Tom Brady uh, for certain reasons, and 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 Tom Brady's have is going to have a negative effect on Mike Evans. Um, Tom Brady just doesn't target outside wide receivers. Uh, he doesn't have the arm for it. He doesn't. I mean, last year I think uh, in 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 New England, I think uh, outside wide receiver got fifty four targets all you know the whole year. Right, and like poor Nikhil Harry was irrelevant, and mm-hmm. he was a lot of people's number one draft, like number one wide receiver in that class. So, oh, yeah, I, I mean, I fully, listen, I fully expect that number to go up. Um, Brady is going to target Mike Evans, and, and I think Mike Evans has, you know, three games, three good games. But I think the rest of the year, as a Mike Evans owner, you're going to be ridiculously frustrated because he's just not going to get the volume. Um, he's not going to get. He's not going to be the downfield threat with uh, you know Brady's lack of arm strength right now. Um, and and I believe that Chris Godwin is the guy that's going to reap a lot of the benefits here in this offense. And I think he's going to try and feed Gronk a little bit as well. But all of that uh, is bad news for a Mike Evans. And, and like I said, you know, a couple episodes ago when we did our bold predictions, I, I said Mike Evans was going to finish outside the top 24 wide receivers. I said he wasn't even going to finish as a wide receiver, too. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, that was bold. I mean, that was very, very bold. I mean, he could finish as a and as a wide reasonable. Yeah, I mean, he could finish as a wide receiver, too, but maybe a back-end wide receiver, too, at best, in my opinion. Um, I don't I don't see him being a top 15 wide receiver by year's end, and and 
it's not because of his talent. It's just because of Tom Brady. It's just not where he goes. It's not his game. Um, and I think that Mike Evans is going to be, you know, if you got fantasy points for being a decoy, he probably would lead the league. Um, but he's just not going to put together the numbers. Um, and he's a top 10, you know, ranked dynasty wide receiver. And, and with the fact that Tom Brady's going to be around for at least probably two years and gosh, he may be so stubborn. He may try and stick around for a third year. Um, that's just going to be just awful news. If you're a Mike Evans owner, I wish he would just go away. Yeah. Yeah. Tom Brady just needs to go away. You know, I, I'm kind of curious to see what he does without, you know, Belichick. I am too, and but, man. Not as a Mike Evans owner, though. I'll tell you no. that. And so that's what I'm saying. And and this is something I'm advocating. Go and trade him now. Uh, go shop him now um, and try to get something. You can you can get some other wide receivers, uh, you know, in that range. I mean, if you could shop him and, and try to get, like, a Chris Godwin um, or something like that, or if you can get, like, a Tyreek Hill um, – that that's the guys I'm really, really targeting uh, right there. Um, I don't know about a DJ Moore. Those are some of the guys that are, you know, right around that area. A.J. Brown, you know, Amari Cooper. Uh, D.K. Metcalf, who we mentioned earlier, would probably yeah. be a nice, nice solid target. That guy's best years are in front of him. Um, so, you know, that's that's something I'm doing. But I am telling you right now, I would be shopping Mike Evans before it's too late because once week two, week three, week four come come around and he's just not getting the volume, um, a lot of the targets and not and, – and if he doesn't catch a touch – if man, if the dude doesn't catch a touchdown, oh, it's going to be ugly. I mean, oh, he's yeah. not going to he's not going to put up any points uh, hardly at all. Nothing that's going to be relevant that's going to get you that wide receiver one uh, – you know, production that you paid for him. So I'm just telling you right now, over the next couple of years, Tom Brady's there. So that's bad news for a Mike Evans owner. I would go and sell him now while you can, and I'd be targeting trying to get another top 10 wide receiver um, if you even should just flip-flop. But that's what I would do. Um, you know, move on for Mike Evans as soon as you can. All right. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. I, I just, like you said, outside receiver is going to get no love. So... All right. My number one sell. Mm. All right. Amari Cooper. Got okay. to go, buddy. Um, sticking with the wide receiver theme, obviously. Uh, and, you know, there in Dallas, the cream is going to rise to the top. I think both Gallup and CeeDee Lamb are better talents than Amari Cooper. I think that Jerry Jones is going to kick himself in the rear for giving Cooper a contract that he did. And uh, Cooper's going to get surpassed in targets and receptions by both Michael Gallup and C.D. Lamb. So it's going to be it's going to be tough to sit there and watch Amari Cooper be the third in targets. He's still young, like he's 26 years old, but it feels like he's been in the league forever. Because he's been playing since he was like, I don't know, seven or something in the NFL. So, uh, not not that young. When, when did he come in the NFL? Was he like 20 or 21? Yeah, he was young. Yeah, it was pretty young. Um, so, if I'm the Amari Cooper owner, I'm going out there and I'm selling him for a huge ransom if I can. Like, I'm going to get everything I can for Amari Cooper. I'm putting him on the block. He's got to go. C.D. Lamb, if if nobody's ever watched video on C.D. Lamb, watch go watch 
anything, his highlight reel, any game, you're going to see a guy that's just an absolute monster. Like, he is the alpha dog on that team. So. And he fell right into Dallas's lap, you know, oh in the God. draft. And, and, and Jerry. How did they not take him? Yeah. And, you and know, we'll talk about him later. We'll talk about him later. You know, and, just, and Jerry Jones sees that, and he sees this opportunity, like we we've discussed before, about how uh, Dallas has an out when it comes to Amari Cooper, mm-hmm. and, and you know where they don't owe him any money after what is it next year? So yeah, they could, they, like could, they could trade him next year and not have any dead dead cap money. They don't they could cut him. It's not going to happen. They they'll trade him probably get a first round pick for him, but they've got to pay, you know, Dak, and. That's going to, you know, this, if they can move on from that money with Amari Cooper, now that they have CD Lamb and they still have Michael Gallup, they're going to be okay. It's going to free up that money for them to invest in other areas, especially Dak Prescott. So I fully expect them to move on from him. Um, So, yeah, I think uh, it would be a good sell. I mean, he could still end up being pretty productive no matter where he ends up. He Um, could, but here's the thing like, honestly, it, they could trade him after this year. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, their dead cap is still a lot. But I venture to say that another team is going to be willing to take on the rest of that contract. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's a deal. This 25 mil. Like, oh, this year is just, he has a stupid amount mm-hmm. of money being paid to him this year. Um, next year, there's he's probably going to be with Dallas next year. But... There are teams out there that are willing to eat a bunch of money for a wide receiver one. So we'll we'll see what happens, but yeah, uh, Amari Cooper, you gotta go, buddy. I could see him in another team next year, definitely. So no, I wouldn't mind him going to Green Bay. Yeah, I mean they they need the they need a wide receiver. I mean since they don't know how to draft one, you know, maybe they'll go get another. <laughs> they don't know how to draft. Them, period. Yeah, they really don't. God bless them. I got I got Packers fans that are like really good friends, and just the absolute depressing look on their faces during the NFL draft was epic to me. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if Amari will end up there because honestly, man, uh, you know, I said something like Juju being there, but I think that that team is going to be a mess uh, in the next year or two because I think that that relationship with with Aaron Rodgers is going to be ugly. It's going to end ugly. And, okay. uh, and, and, and I hate that for them. Um, but, um, you know, they drafted, uh, you know, Jordan love to kind of move on and, uh, you know, the writings on the wall there. And I just think Aaron Rodgers, he's already pissed off about it. And, uh, and, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of out there that says Aaron Rodgers isn't the greatest guy, you know, to, to play with or, or any of that yeah. stuff. So, you know, that I could see that ending pretty ugly and be in a pretty bad situation up there until they move on from him. So, well, I'm with you, but you know, at the same time, they're they're gonna get they got a young quarterback that they're not paying big dollar quarterback money to. If they do move on from Aaron Rodgers, they can get a lot of talent around him. Mm-hmm. So, and, and and like, I mean, around whatever quarterback they decide to go with, and I, I think, uh, the writing is on the wall there, like you said, for Aaron Rodgers. So, oh man, yep. yeah, they get, So there's your bonus number eleven sell <laughs> before we yeah. get to number ten yeah. sell Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, all right, yep. And so my number one, we're going to stick at quarterback 
My number one, and and I'm probably going to get catch a little heat on this, but my guy, my number one sell right now is Kyler Murray. <laughs> Why? Because he's so valuable. Yes. By God. Go get go get a Blackbeard's booty for it. Oh my like. lord! Go <laughs> just pillage someone and just just grab all that you can. Because people are way, 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 way too much on this Kyler Murray hype train. And listen, he, he was productive last year. He put up the fourth, uh, you know, it was like the fourth most productive uh, season by a quarterback, you know, a rookie quarterback. I mean, the fourth best fantasy season for a rookie quarterback. I get it. He's going to be a good quarterback. I'm not saying he is not. He's going to put up great numbers, but he's not. Lamar Jackson, he's not Patrick Mahomes, and that's how people are treating him right now. They see the next Lamar Jackson, they think he's good. Every year there's got to be that quarterback that, um, you know, breaks out that year. Um, You know, Patty Mahomes did it two years ago. Lamar did it last year. Um, But, you know, the guy that was hyped up to do it last year, the guy that was getting the exact same amount of hype that Kyler is, was Baker Mayfield. He was the undisputed you know, reigning number three ranked dynasty quarterback. You know, Mm -hmm. he he was, you couldn't miss, and he was going to be a superstar. And now look at him. Okay? I'm not saying Kyler's going to fall on his face like like Baker did last year, but Kyler's going to be damn good. I think Baker rebounds, though. I think think Kyler's going to be great, but I don't think that you're going to be able to sell him in another year or two for what you're going to be able to sell him for now. No, no. I mean, he's going to be very productive, but it's going to level out. a lot out. of efforts to put a ton of weapons around him. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, he's he's going to have the weapons. I think, I think that DeAndre Hopkins has a very good year. I think that uh, Kenyon Drake is going to have a great year. I mean, they've got the weapons there. They have those, but... If I'm drafting, if I'm starting over in a draft in a dynasty, you know, just a startup, I'm probably staying a little bit away from from him because I can get people later on in the draft like a Russell Wilson or a Dak Prescott. I can get several rounds later that are going to put up probably right around the same numbers, even a, right. jo- even a Josh Allen. Those guys are going to put up similar numbers to Baker. It's just People are treating Baker like he's going to put up like Lamar Jackson numbers this year, and that's not going to happen. You mean Kyler? Oh, I'm sorry. What did I say? Yeah, Baker. Yeah. Oh, okay, my bad. So yeah. Kyler. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, people are treating Kyler like he's he's going to put up these Lamar numbers, and and he's not. So I'm just saying, go and trade him. Listen, shop him around your league. I mean, it may be taboo to say that, and somebody's like, "Oh my gosh, I would never do that." Do it. Don't don't be afraid to trade him. If you can get a king's ransom for him, take full advantage because he's going to drop. He's going to, you know, he's not a superhero. He's going to be mortal, and he's going to put mm-hmm. up great numbers. But he's not going to be a 30, uh, 30 point a week guy like you know Lamar did last year and that Patrick Mahomes did the year before. Go take advantage of that. Go go Absolutely. shop him around. Go Absolutely. shop him around. So, oh my gosh! And if you're in a super flex league. Holy moly! You could get—I don't—I don't even want to get into that. I'll just—I'll—I'll I'll get too excited here. But go, go take advantage. See what you can get. You know, see what you can get because he's not going to put up these these numbers that everybody's thinking he's going to. Um, you know, he's going to. You know, I think you can get a Dak Prescott, Russell Wilson numbers out of him, and you can get those guys for a lot better deal. 
So absolutely, that was my number one. Kyler Murray, shame on me like for it. for you know hurting some people's fans. You know, people are gonna tweet us and be like, "How dare you uh, right. say trade Kyler Murray?" That no way, you're you're stupid. You know, we'll see. That's I guess okay. we'll see. It'll be good conversation. Mm-hmm. We'll see in a in a year or so. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep these notes from these two episodes here and uh, see how dumb we were, or how smart we were. I don't know yeah. what's gonna happen. Yeah, I'm but, hoping to bat about 500. Let's see. We'll see how it goes. That'd be good, man. That's yeah. better than most people. Well, all right. Well, let's let's move on. Let's let's uh, let's get a little bit more positive here. There's a lot Yay. of negativity going on in the world right now, uh, mm. and and we want to kind of shy away from that. We want to we want to bring some positivity to your life. So we we kind of got rid of the the cell nows. Let's you know we've you know we were going to move on from that. And, and now we're going to tell you the guys to go and get. The guys that are going to help you win now, the guys that are going to help you win in the future, um, and keep your dynasty team uh, very, very competitive uh, for the next few years. So uh, where do you want to start with your number five, man? Yeah, I'll start with my number five. Uh, now, I just, men- I just mentioned selling Juju. Yeah. Now, on the counter note for that, go buy Deontay Johnson. So last year, Deontay Johnson, with the worst quarterback play in the NFL, had 92 targets. A lot of them sailed over his head, but he had 59 receptions, 680 yards, and five touchdowns. And that's with a few games of Ben Roethlisberger and then between Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph all season. So, yes, Juju was hurt for a few games, but... At the end of the day, Juju's going to go out there, draw more coverage, opening up the field for Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is going to go out there and ball. So go get him for cheap before he goes out there and does what he's going to do. Yeah, I. a lot of people are on that Deontay Johnson uh, you know, hype train, and I could see that being something especially. He, he, he can put up some good numbers this year, but think about next year if they do move on from Juju. Oh, man. And, um, yeah, he he's uh, this guy. I love Deontay Johnson. When we were at the draft and they drafted him. I was like, yes, because I was like one of the few people that knew who he was. And just out of nowhere, like he wasn't on anybody's list to be drafted. And then there's this guy, Deontay Johnson, and the guy's a stud. So I, I'm pumped. Like, go get you some Deontay Johnson. I'm trying to get him in all my leagues. Yeah, and you probably could get him at a pretty good deal. I mean, he's mm-hmm. not. Um, I mean, there might be, you know, no matter what, there's Steeler fans everywhere. I mean, that's America's team. Everybody th- says a Cowboys America's team. Golly, no, the Steelers are America's team. Okay, and so oh, yeah, we travel way better than anybody. Oh, golly, d- d- I'm telling you, they certainly do. Mm-hmm. Um, I went down to, to you know, uh, you know, quick story about that. I went to go see the uh, Ravens play the Carolina Panthers, and I was in a bar in Charlotte, and the. Uh, and the Ravens uh, travel. They're called Be More Around Town, and they travel to every away game, and they take fans out there. They they throw these. They 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 provide you. They're, they're great, man. They they take you on a bus. They book the hotel for you. Get you your ticket, um, and then when they they get there the day before the game, they have this huge pep rally the night before. Um, usually they'll rent out a bar somewhere. Uh, the next morning they, they have this huge tailgate experience. They cook for you. They have 
horse troughs everywhere full of Red Bull and beer and everything, and it's all friggin' paid for. You pay one thing, and dude, it is, I mean, they take care That's of everything. That's pretty cool. Oh, they kick ass, man. They go. They take everyone to every away game. They, they are wonderful. So be more around town. I'm plugging you right now, but uh, anyways... I was in Carolina for one of those, and and they rented out this bar to have this huge pep rally, and I I go to sit down. Now it's a Ravens pep rally, okay? Mm-hmm. I go sit down at this bar, ordering a beer, looking at something to eat, and uh, flip. <laughs> I flip the uh, the menu around, and on the back of the menu, it was completely black with a huge Pittsburgh Steelers logo on it. Oh yeah. So the people that own this big ass bar diehard Steeler fans, they, I start looking around like, oh, there's Steelers stuff hanging up quite a few places in here, and yet we're throwing <laughs> a Ravens party in a Steelers bar. Yeah, it was pretty uh, pretty wild. But yeah, yeah, man, the Steelers, they're, they're all over the place. And, and, and what we were talking about Deontay Johnson is, is, you know, someone out there, you know, there's always going to be a Steeler fan or two in your league. Um, so hopefully they don't have Deontay Johnson. Um, <laughs> so you can go. And, yeah, and, I have him a lot of places, and where I don't, I'm trying to get him. Yeah, I would. Uh, that's a guy that I would certainly target, and and I would not be. Um, don't be impatient. Don't get frustrated. He's not gonna probably not gonna blow up this year, but that is a that is certainly a next year move. No, don't mm-hmm. overpay for him or anything. You don't have to give up much, but just get him and and know already, know, know going into it that this is more of a next-year move. Like we said, this is a dynasty league. These are dynasty league uh, uh, strategies, so get him for next year. Don't really get too frustrated with him this year. So, you know, yep. good stuff there. All right, well, I'm going to stay in that division. And my, my, uh, my number five uh, target to go and buy right now, Kareem Hunt. Oh yeah, Kareem friggin' oh, yeah. Hunt. Kareem Hunt is he's, someone he's... that you can get on the cheap right now. Um, if you haven't drafted, or if he's a free agent, you've got some uh, whatever's coming up. You can get this guy so mu- I mean, so much later than Nick Chubb. You can get Kareem Hunt late in drafts. I mean, he's creeping up a little bit. Don't get me wrong, but you can get him at a hell of a deal, and. You know, it was like last year in PPR leagues when we were talking about he when he came into the league, came back in the league week ten. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Nick Chubb was averaging about fourteen points per game. Okay, not awful, but Kareem Hunt was averaging thirteen points a game, which is yeah, kind of wild. Just, he just demands targets, though. Like he does, and and. And the coach, I mean Alex Van Pelt, has come out and said that they have to find a way to get him the ball that they have right. to keep him on the field. Now, here's an, an interesting little uh, a nugget that, I don't know, some people probably know. I mean, it's not a secret or anything. But in those games, it, when he came back week 10, and he played in, I guess, what uh, what would that be, uh, eight games? You know, week 10. Yeah. So he plays in eight games. He outscored in fantasy and PPR leagues. He outscored Nick Chubb in six of those eight games. Mm. Outscored Nick Chubb in six of those eight games. All right. People don't really know that. Some of us out there do, 
but that's something you have to keep an eye on. He is going to be a a factor. Um, there's a lot of Nick Chubb lovers out there. I like Nick Chubb. I think he's one of the best running backs in the league, but this is all about opportunity. It's all about volume, and, and Nick Chubb's going to get his touches, but he's not going to get uh, as much as you would like because of Kareem Hunt. And, you know, it's, it's possible that Kareem Hunt might be a better all-around running back than Nick Chubb. I mean, he can catch the ball. He's very elusive. He's great after contact. He's great at creating misses. He's fantastic mm-hmm. in an open field. He he is a fantastic running back. And like the coach said, they have to find a way to get the ball in his hand, in his hands, and and that's going to be a hell of a deal this year. And he could be a solid, solid flex player for you. Uh, maybe even an RB2. I mean, if you got a guy putting up 13, 14, 15 points a game, that's RB2. That's damn good RB2 numbers. Yeah, I'll take that for sure. Absolutely, and you can get him at a heck of a deal. And I'm telling you right now, if, you, if there's an owner in your league that has Kareem Hunt, they might want a little bit for him. It's, you're not going to be able to get him for nothing, but he's going to be absolutely worth getting if, as long as you don't have to give up very much. If you can give up a, a, a pick and a, and a player or something like that, I'm telling you, you, you know out there what your team looks like and what you can afford to give and what you can't give. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you want a solid RB2 um, or a fantastic, absolute fantastic flex player, this is the guy to target, and if you think you, you can get him at a discount in your eyes out there, then do it. Absolutely do it. Uh, you will you will be very, very happy. You'll thank yourself for it, and uh, hopefully you send me a couple of tweets and thank me for it. But this is a guy I'm absolutely targeting. He is going to produce this year, um, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if he outproduced Nick Chubb. So. All right, yeah, man, I'm with you. I, I really like Kareem Hunt. Uh, he just he scares me a little bit with uh... – his off-field things. So yeah, he's he's trying not the to be greatest a risk guy. averse. I'm not I'm not willing to to pay a ton for him, but I would love him on my team as long as he can uh, stay out of the drugs and out of trouble. So mm-hmm. yep, yep. All right. So let's uh, move on up to the number four here. This is ugly, <laughs> but I'm gonna say it. The de facto number one on the Jets wide receiver is Brashad Perryman. Yep. Go by Brashad Perryman. He's going to get peppered with targets because there's nobody there. So he did have a strong finish in 2019 in Tampa, and I, it, they had some injuries down there they're dealing with, and he went out there and balled out. He did. Like He looked good. And I was like, oh, crap. Like That's the Brashad Perryman everyone expected. And then... Uh, Tampa did exactly what we're telling you to do is like, Hey, take advantage of the, the end of the season push that happened with some people and sell them. Right. So Tampa did that in real life and the jets bought it. So I don't know if that's a, a gayism with old Adam Gase up there again, but I feel like Brashad Perryman has got to be the target hog there. So, uh, he's only on a one year deal, which is kind of like a prove it situation. But Denzel Mims is a rookie. He is the number two there for now. Uh, preseason things aren't, and OTAs and everything else, aren't really happening the way they normally do for teams. So I think you can count on Denzel Mims kind of not taking over as the number one right away. So I, I, I'm buying Brashad Perryman, especially if I'm a win now, 
Uh, I think he is a good wide receiver. I just think that maybe he's getting put in some bad situations because he has been able to prove that he can be a great wide receiver when given the opportunity. So go buy him. Try to get him for cheap because he's not a pretty name. Now, wasn't that – now, didn't he have a situation like uh, a couple of years ago when – didn't he sign with, like, Cleveland and then Cleveland traded for Odell Beckham so they let him back out of his contract or right. something? Was that was that that situation that happened? Yeah, I think it's because he wants to be on the field. Yeah. So I think that was advantageous to him to go to the Jets because he knows he can get on the field there. Well, and he's... he may just be trying to prove himself, and that's fine. Like, he went to Tampa – Right, well, then Tampa's like, well, they got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Like, come on. <laughs> Those guys, they're, they're studs in themselves. And then you try to throw a Brashad Perryman in there who is a, a wannabe stud. Now, yeah, uh, and I agree. I, I think that – I don't think he's the greatest wide receiver at all. I don't think any of that. But just like you said, he's going to get volume, which is which is valuable. Um, they don't have – I mean, they got Denzel Mims, right? And so, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have very many people to throw the ball to. So he's going to have to and, – and you kind of know that Sam Darnold's going to want to try to prove something because there's a lot of Darnold doubters out there now. There is. And a lot of hate. So hopefully he has a little bit of a chip, and he's going to be kind of force-feeding. He's going to force the ball to Brashad Perryman, which, you know, he could end up. Now, listen, Jamison Crowder is going to get his. Yeah. Um, but I think Perriman could be a sneaky, sneaky eight, nine touchdown guy uh, this year. So, um, yeah, you can get him. My gosh, you can get him for next to nothing in, in a lot of leagues, right? Oh, yeah. He's, so, he's an ugly name. Yeah. No matter what, I, I think unless <laughs> unless somebody's like related to Brashad Perriman or something and they're just not <laughs> trading him, um, I think he will outperform. I agree. I think he outperforms whatever price you end up paying for him, whether you draft him later in in the draft or if you give up something, you know, a third round pick or something like that for him. He's going to outperform right. and even whatever like price. A, as, a, as a throw in and a and a bigger trade, if you're trading some some bigger name guys, oh, yeah. like hey, would you maybe just toss in Brashad Perryman too? Yeah, I need a just I need to a, get I need, a deal done. Just yeah, to get it done. I need a wide receiver, a bi week wide receiver, man. Once you throw in Perryman and it's a deal. Yeah. 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 That that go get him. Oh yeah, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad at all. All right, my number four, and and I tried to stay away from this. I I was doing everything I could to try to keep away from putting a rookie in here. Uh, I got it's, one too coming up. So. Yeah, it's hard to say sell a rookie or something, you know, because I really wanted to say sell DeAndre Swift. I really wanted to be on the. I wanted, to, but it's kind of hard to sell a rookie, and and I didn't want to have any buys, uh, you know, rookies in my buy list. But I couldn't help. But I, I just no matter what I do, J.K. Dobbins is in this list, and don't get me wrong, he's got some hype right now. I'm not saying buy him now. This is one of those wait, and and let your J.K. Dobbins owner in your league get a little frustrated with him by week four, week five, when he's, you know, when he's not really putting up very many fantasy points, if any, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's, he's, he's the backup running back or maybe the third. I mean, listen, they've got Gus Edwards there and you obviously know that, that Mark Ingram's going to eat. So I don't see a yeah, scenario Justice Hill for some PPR stuff. They yeah. We're talking of Justice Hill too. So yeah. yeah well, in, in the off season, everybody gets talked up, you know, yeah. to a point, you know, but J.K. Dobbins is just not going to be really fantasy relevant this year. And I know 
you've got these owners that that drafted him probably number three in their rookie draft. Um, or even if you haven't drafted and you can maybe try and get up there to that number three pick. But I, I don't think I would do that. I think I would wait, 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 wait till week four, week five, week six uh, before your trade deadline and then try to go get J.K. Dobbins um, a little bit cheaper because whoever owns him is probably going to grow a little frustrated with him. You're looking at bye weeks by this point uh, where people are going to need some roster, uh, you know, to pick up somebody off the waiver wire to to fill a a bye week replacement, things like that. And maybe you can take full advantage of that and try to get J.K. Dobbins from someone. But I'm going to tell you right now, he is going to be a legitimate RB1 for the next four years. I'm telling you, he will be a stud I mean, he was more productive than Zeke in college. I mean, Baltimore is a obviously a run-heavy team, and and their offense is, is is so close to what Ohio State ran in college. That's true. I, I think he fits beautifully, and and Baltimore had him on top of their list as far as running backs, and they didn't really need him. They just couldn't help but take him. They couldn't believe that he fell to him, and and you know, I mean, obviously that that. That means Mark Ingram's not going to be there next year. So J.K. Dobbins starting next year is going to be a stud running back. And I'm not talking good. I'm talking a top-notch running back uh, for at least, I'm looking at four years after that. So go take full advantage. Go get a guy that's getting frustrated with him um, and that needs, you know, something you know, go, go go trade him something, but take advantage of that. Go get him now and hold on to him because next year he's going to blow the hell up. So that's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you, man. And uh, I'm not even a Ravens fan. So, yeah, I mean, you're not going to be able to get yeah. Clyde, you know, Clyde Edwards Hilaire and Jonathan Taylor. I could tell you that too. Hey, I don't want to get rookies. Go get those guys. Listen, th- th- those guys are going to, whoever owns those players already know what they've got. But let, let someone get a little, you know, just wait and wait and wait and wait for someone in your league to get frustrated with J.K. Dobbins. Let them get frustrated with that and then that's when you need to strike. That's when you need to take advantage and get them um, because you'll probably get them at the best price you'll ever be able to get them for. So, you know, just, yeah, I agree. just keep an eye out for that. You know, if you can get them now and, and not have to give up much, obviously do it, but I'm waiting for the season and uh, taking advantage of it then. So. Yep. Yep. So, all right. Uh, I think we're going to stick with the rookie narrative here. Uh-oh. Uh, and I'm going to say, go get you some CD lamb. Mm-hmm. This guy is pure golden talent. Uh, definitely the alpha dog in Dallas. Now, like I said before, when I was talking about selling Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb is the guy. This guy is just, man. I. <laughs> it, so here's the thing about him. I normally don't like to see arrogance in college players. Right, like you ever seen the college players that are, they go out there and they're like they kind of do a little celebration. They're not really supposed to. Because he get penalized for it. This guy will do little, like, arrogant little things after catches and stuff like that. Yeah. That bugs the hell out of me. I hate seeing it in college football, but for some reason, I can appreciate this guy's swag on the field. So, watching him and watching the plays he's making, I'm like, well, he kind of, like, yeah, he kind of deserves to be able to do that. So, he has, he he's, like, one of the hardest receivers I've ever seen to tackle. Uh, and... Is a natural ability to get up for his quarterback. Like, it, people are trying to cover him, and then 
it seems like everybody gets lost in the play but him. And all of a sudden, he's out there, and uh, who was throwing to him in Oklahoma? Jalen Hurts? Yeah. So Hurts is throwing him the ball, and the guy's just, like, grabbing it. And, J- you know, Jalen Hurts, like, that guy's good, too. But C.D. Lamb made him look really good. Can and- you imagine? <laughs> think, think, talk about Oklahoma. Golly. Think about Oklahoma, man. They On this, this team that they had. Think about it, man. They had Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield on the same team. Mm-hmm. They got Jalen Mar- Hurts. Jalen Hurts. No, Jalen Hurts came in afterwards. Right. Yeah, oh but, yeah. yeah. But but you know but you've you've got Mark Andrews, Hollywood Browns, C.D. Lamb on these teams. Mm-hmm. My gosh. That's why these teams get hard to beat, man. You get like your Oklahoma, your Alabama, LSU, and Clemson. Yeah, but golly, like they're just think stud about that. schools like. But imagine having Kyler Murray throwing to Mark Andrews over the middle of the field, and you got Hollywood and CD on the outside. Holy cow! Just stretching the field. Oh my lord, that is so, a dream. Then, yeah, but I mean this this guy, in his three years there at Oklahoma, he had thirty two hundred yards and thirty two touchdowns. Mm. Like there's no way, no way that he is not a just absolute NFL stud. Yeah. So. Understand, C.D. Lamb probably got drafted in the first round of your rookie drafts, right? I don't care. Go give somebody a first-round pick for him and maybe some other wide receiver. Yeah, It's going to pay off in the end. It's going to pay off. And like yeah, I said, it's... Amari Cooper's going to be gone, and C.D. Lamb is the guy. Well, let's just say, I mean, let's just say uh, for argument's sake that Amari Cooper isn't gone. You know, a lot of these scenarios include Amari Cooper being gone, but what if he's not? He's still there, but listen, C.D. Lamb is, he was the best wide receiver in the draft, arguably with Jerry Judy. In my opinion, C.D. was the best guy. Mm-hmm. Um, th- like I said earlier, the cream rises to the top, and, and you know, Michael Gallup is a heck of a wide receiver, um, but he's going to have a contract coming up uh, soon as well. So regardless, C.D. Lamb's going to be a factor in that offense one way or another. There's no way to contain him. There's no way to keep it. Uh, you know, keep that back. He is going to be a factor. So don't be afraid. And if someone in your league thinks, oh, he's not going to be as productive because of, um, you know, you've got, you know, Gallup and, 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 and Amari Cooper, so, hey, take advantage. <laughs> right. And, and so, so the difference I see between him and like Amari Cooper, if you ever notice and you watch some of the Dallas games and poor Dak Prescott's out there running for his life, there's been a lot of times where I've seen like Amari Cooper is just like, I'm just going to hang out where my route took me. Right. And then he throws fits when he doesn't get his targets. There's a difference between that type of receiver who, yeah, he, he commands the coverage and then there's the different, like I said, the difference between him and a CD lamb, CD lamb is always aware of the play happening around him. If his quarterback's in trouble, he's making sure he can get him out of trouble. And somebody like Dak Prescott needs that. So uh, I'm telling you, C.D. Lamb is going to just take over that offense. It's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree there. Yeah, we tried to stay away from the rookies, but it was just hard to do, wasn't it? Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah, a little sure. hard to do. All right, so you know my next guy I'm targeting here. I'm targeting a quarterback. Okay. And that quarterback is Deshaun Watson. Oh, all right. Deshaun Watson is getting a little too much hate right now. 
um, after losing DeAndre Hopkins, and that's fine for me. Um, I will take all the Hopkins or all the you know Deshaun Watson that I can. I mean, he was the number three scoring. I mean, he's the number three quarterback in fantasy last year. All right, and 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 really just one point behind the number two guy, which was Russell Wilson. You know, so it that's he's a stud, and a good quarterback finds ways to score. And he is a very, very good quarterback. He is going to be a fantasy stud regardless. And it's not like he just lost all of his weapons. I mean, yeah, he lost Hopkins, but he's got Brandon Cooks, who's very good wide receiver and very elusive and runs great routes and has pretty good hands. And then he's got David Johnson. He didn't have a running back that could really catch. I mean, Duke Johnson was okay, but now he's got David Johnson who can catch and line up all over the place. Mm-hmm. So... Regardless, he's got the weapons. He has the weapons, and he's still going to produce top-notch quarterback numbers. And there's a lot of guys that are kind of jumping off the bandwagon with him, and I'm gladly taking it. Um, I'm taking advantage of that. I have I have acquired him in several leagues. Um, uh, uh, one of my uh, yeah, and he's so young. Like there's just going to be continuous talent around him. Like yeah, Bill O'Brien may not be the the best at this whole like uh, let me do some trades game. But at the end of the day, they still have talent there. And Deshaun Watson, I think, is probably going to be better better off in the long run not having a crutch to lean on with uh, DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah. I mean, great quarterbacks are great nonetheless, and he's great. Yep. And and these guys find ways, depending on – no matter what the talent is around them – um, they find ways to score some of the, and, and he's one of those. He's going to be a fantasy stud uh, for for the next several years, uh, for the next long. I mean, for for a while, he's going to be great. So if you could get him at a discount, jump all over it. There's a lot of people in your league that's kind of uh, a little scared of him now because of what they have and the Bill O'Brien and how it could, you know, end badly there, and it probably will but that's not going to have an effect on Deshaun Watson. He's still going to produce no matter what. Um, so, you know, if you can get him at a discount, go grab him. Because I'm seeing guys and I'm seeing drafts right now where Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield are going ahead of Deshaun Watson, and that's a little crazy that's to me. That's just crazy. It is. It is yeah. crazy. And so I th- that just blows my mind. So if, if you can get him, you know, if you're doing a startup draft, then, you know, we know where you can get him. But if, if you're in a dynasty league and you can go and acquire him uh, – I think his his value right now is the lowest it's probably ever going to be. Yep. And so I would certainly uh, take full advantage of that. Go try and grab him. Uh, you certainly don't want to overpay for him. Um, but go grab him because he's going to produce for a long time, and you're going to be really, really happy that you did. So Yeah, go, go offer the Deshaun Watson guy, Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I'd like, take that hey, all Jump day. on that hype train. Oh, right? I, I mean, would do that all day. Yeah. I, think it would br- I think that would break fantasy Twitter. I don't like, know. There's uh, probably there's plenty of people that'd be a 50 50 poll. It would be because you got those. I mean, you've got those Baker lovers out there. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, listen, Deshaun Watson's done it. Baker hasn't. I mean, Baker had a great rookie year, but nothing that was super super studly and as far as fantasy goes. Um, Deshaun Watson does it every year. So. Come on, give me yeah. the proven commodity, man, all day, 100% of the time, man. Uh, I agree. I he's agree. still got plenty of, of great elite years ahead of him, so take full advantage of that. Go get him. If you can get him at a discount, be happy that you can. Yep. 
All right, Rob. So who do you have at number two, man? At number two, I'm going to chase up your Deshaun Watson uh, by now with uh, Brandon Cooks. Ah. So similar narrative, obviously. Uh, Until last year, he had four seasons in a row of over 1,000 yards receiving. Four seasons in a row. I don't know what this guy has to do to stay on a team. I don't get it. Maybe it's just that teams don't want to pay him. Like, hey, we know he's really good. We don't want to pay him, so we're just going to move on. I don't don't know if that's the thing, but uh, essentially, like, last year, he didn't have that great of stats, but he pretty much missed five games due to injury is what it boiled down to. And then for the last couple games, he was playing hurt, like the last three games, and he still managed uh, 42 receptions for 583 yards. Either way, he's got a new home in Houston and is going to be a 1,000-plus yard wide receiver again this year. So I, I I got him down for like 75 catches, 1,159 yards, and eight touchdowns. It's going to be in that Deshaun Watson high-flying offense, right? Like, let's go. Yeah, I mean, uh, just Deshaun yeah. Watson throws the ball 36 times a game. Yeah, and and like we said in our last show, is is he's number four in the league and and deep you know deep ball attempts, mm-hmm. and the fact that he can extend plays with his legs, it's going to open up a little bit more opportunity for someone like Brandon Cooks to break free and 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 get you know and catch a a big play you know have you know make a big play happen. So yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, and, and yeah, listen, and Brandon Cooks isn't he's not exactly the super sexy name. No. No. Right, because he does bounce around a lot. And people are like, oh, Brandon Cooks? Yeah, Brandon Cooks is okay. Right, but Brandon Cooks, honestly, is a little more than okay if you look at his stats. So, and, and the Rams here. and the Rams were a little bit of a train wreck last year as well. You know, they, yeah, yeah. their offensive line was, was rough. You know, Jared Goff was running for his life. Um, they just never really had a good chemistry. They never could get the, get things clicking um, on offense. They were being super conservative with Todd Gurley. They mm-hmm. just weren't playing their style of football, um, and so that, that had a bad effect on, on a lot of players that were involved in that, that offense. So, um, yeah, with his injuries and everything, but I, I completely agree. I've talked about him in previous shows of how I think he is going to well, well outperform uh, any price that you pay for him, whether it's whenever you draft him or if you make a trade and pick him up in any kind of league. He is most definitely going to outperform whatever you pay for him. So I am completely on board with that. He is going to be a very productive wide receiver this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. What so you, I'm, What you got for your number two? All right. My number two is Kenyon Drake. I like it. I love it, man. Kenyon Drake is one of those guys that his best years are in front of him. Okay, he is. He he's when he caught on last year. He had 151 touches in the eight games after being acquired by Arizona, and which Oof, yeah, which was great. Wow. You know, he's yeah. putting up almost 18 points per game. You know, in PPR leagues which was fantastic. And Greg Rosenthal of NFL.com, I've said this before, says he could get over 350 touches this season. Ugh, and when that's you a ha- lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. It's a lot of touches. But, you know, he's going to catch a lot of passes. But the thing that he really, really flourishes in 
is space. He's always been a guy that when you get him in space, he makes things happen. And he showed that in the fantasy playoffs last year right at the end of the season. But now mm-hmm. that they've now that they've added DeAndre Hopkins, Kyler Murray's going to get that much better. That spread offense is really going to be something to watch. And guess what? It's going to create more space. Um, they're going to, you know, defense is going to have to pay more attention to Hopkins uh, and those wide receivers with Fitz in the slot. You got Christian Kirk out there. They they can't. They're, they're just not going to be able to load the box. So you're going. They're going to get Kenyon Drake in a lot of space, and he's really, really going to put up some nice, nice fantasy numbers. And I've said, uh, you know, in previous shows that I think he's an RB one this year. I think he's a very good RB one, and I think he's a top six, top seven. Uh, running back uh, to finish the year. So at the price you can get him at, if you can get him like the third round of your draft or something, he's definitely going to outperform that. And and you're not going to be be able to get him at a steal by any means in a dynasty league if you're making a deal for him. But I think whatever price you pay for him um, is certainly going to uh, he's he's certainly going to outperform whatever you paid for him. I've seen him traded and and bounced around in a few different leagues. Um, that I'm in, I've seen him, you know, go for for lesser running backs, in my opinion. So yeah, I feel like he gets traded around what what I've seen as kind of a low end RB two, and he's going to be way more than that. So like mid to low end RB two is what I've seen a lot of the trade value being. So yeah, man, go get you some Kenyon Drake and see if you can do it for a reasonable price. Yeah, I completely agree. I, he's he's really really going to build off of that year that he had last year, and man, I can't wait. I, I'm targeting him wherever I can get him um, because he's really really going to take off. You can get him as an RB two, um, as a very very top flex, but m- mostly an RB two that's going to put up uh, top notch RB one numbers. And um, I say jump all over it. if you have the opportunity to get him now. Um, his prop, his price is probably going to be lower right now than it's, it's probably ever going to be because he's going did, to, didn't he sign an extension there in, in Arizona? Didn't they lock him up for a couple of more years? Uh, I'm not sure. Let's take a look. I have to, I have to look that up and see. Yeah. Hold on. Let's do. Canyon Drake contract. <laughs> And while we have this pause, while you're looking it up, I'd like Sorry. to give a give a shout out to our sponsor, uh, Paps Blue Ribbon, hard coffee. <laughs> hey, yeah, nice. That's a good one. Yeah, right. Uh, currently, he is on a one year deal with them through 2020. Okay, so they haven't locked him up yet. I I knew no. they were talking about a couple of more years. Yeah, uh, put- I saw something about that too. It's a, I'm I'm glad I looked it up because I'm kind of with you. Uh, he he just finished the final year of a four year deal basically with that was included in the Miami trade, so they're they're talking contract extension. Uh, nothing's been done yet. Okay, I was kind of curious about that because he is a guy that I, I would def- definitely be jumping all over. I've seen him move around. I was trying to look up uh, the latest trade in in uh, one of my dynasty leagues that I'm in that I seen him go for, um, which was a pretty pretty nice little deal but i am not finding it um but it was a good good deal where someone got a uh, kenny drake for 
for I don't know. It was it was good, but yeah, I can't find it, so who cares? Anyways, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I said, everybody jump on the Kenyon Drake train because uh, it's about to take off and it's going to take you uh, deep in your playoffs, probably win you a championship, especially if uh, you got two RB ones uh, that you know you grab this guy. So yeah, jump all over that. So what do you got, oh, number yeah. one, big guy? Number one. All right, this is saucy. Uh oh. Okay, and there's a lot of hate for this guy on fantasy Twitter all the time, and I don't get it. But my number one buy is Carson Wentz. Carson all Wentz. Abo- all aboard the Wentz wagon, baby. I'm not even an Eagles fan. I don't even really care for the fans. And that's okay, because you guys know why. So if there's Eagles fans listening, you understand why I say that. And that's okay. That's part of your culture. <laughs> but at the end of the day, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz was the number nine quarterback last year with crappy and hurt wide receivers. We just talked about how he didn't have very many options to throw to with the whole Zach Ertz, Dallas Goddard conversation we had earlier. Now, <laughs> I'm going to throw some stats at you here as to why Carson Wentz is the, is the, the, the number one buy. He only had seven interceptions last year. That makes him the fifth best in the top ten quarterbacks. He had 27 touchdowns last year. That made him the fourth best in top 10 quarterbacks. He had 4,039 passing yards. Makes him number four. Right? So the only reason that he was number nine overall is because he doesn't have all the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns that some of the other quarterbacks are getting. There's going to be regression with those across the board in the NFL as teams adapt to the quarterback play of other teams. So when you go in there and you have – you're, you're scrambling quarterbacks running all over the place, right? Defenses are going to cater to that and st- start to shut that down. Carson Wentz's numbers are more along what a pocket passer quarterback is going to be, and he still managed to be number nine without all the scrambling around and rushing touchdowns. So people hate on Wentz. Twitter trade polls hate him. Take advantage of low media opinion of Wentz and go get him now. This guy's a long-term stud on your dynasty roster. The only trouble is going to be getting him from the inevitable Eagles fan in your dynasty league. Yeah, yeah. So, well, listen, that, that he, guy's he, out there. So, hey, he was elite. You know, a couple of years ago, he had. Um, gosh, he was the quarterback to own. Yeah, um, and then then he got hurt. Yeah, and everyone started hating on him. And he played a full season last year. Yeah, what a what a what a wuss that he was playing with a broken back. Yeah. What I can't believe. Yeah. What, but no, what's wrong I mean, with you? listen, he he produces, he produces and 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 Miles Sanders is a great all-around back that can catch passes, a nice security blanket for him. We already know what kind of weapons he has at tight end. You know, you got Jalen uh Rager there now that uh you know, Alshon Jeffrey's still there. Um he Deshaun has Jackson's healthy. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson's okay. Yeah, I don't know. He's like 34 years old. He's not yeah, the guy he that he was. A, He's still fast and he's still a speedy he's, down the field yep, threat. Still has to be accounted for. Yep. And and so I, I'm completely on board with that. I've always been a Carson Wentz fan. Um and I think that you can get him at a great deal right now. He he is he is forgotten right now. So hey, so so let's not forget also that Marquis Goodwin's there. Mm-hmm. So they've kind of like bolstered their wide receiver uh core there. So even people are like if Alshon's not 100% or Deshaun Jackson's not out there 
Greg Ward stepped up last year. And a lot of people were high on Greg Ward until the Eagles started making some wide receiver moves in the offseason. So, and J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is there, too. So, hopefully he breaks out at some point. Everyone was super high on him last year. Yeah, they and were. Nothing really, nothing really came of that. But at the end of the day, his wide receiver core is healthy. So, go, go get you some Wentz. Everyone hates on him. If, if he's not on the Eagles fans' roster, you can probably get him for a reasonable price. Hey, I'm on board with that. I think you can get him at a great deal. Uh, you know, there's going to be some guys that that are that may have already traded for him because they're believers in him. So you might have a hard time getting him from that guy. Um, but if if not, if you've got someone that's been a little frustrated with him, then go take full advantage of that. Go get him. Yeah. At a, go get him at a discount right now. I think that would be uh, very very wise. Um, so my number one. Um, yeah, let's hear it. He's been a, a a target of mine for for all this offseason, and I think he is going to turn into a stud. And he's already a pretty damn good ball player that's put up some good points, but I think he goes that next level and becomes elite, like top-level talent, and that guy's Cooper Cup. All right? My little Cooper Cup. Oh, I love that guy too. All right, I... So, you know, Cooper Cup had 134 targets last year in that offense. He had 94 catches for 1,162 yards and 10 touchdowns. You know, that was mm. that was 250 fantasy points in, in, in PPR leagues, which put him – he finished number six. So you're kind of thinking, like, well, how much higher can he go? Well, he can. They've lost Brandon Cooks this year. They didn't replace Brandon Cooks. Um, which which means that Cooper Cup is that is the security blanket for Jared Goff. He is the red zone target for Jared Goff, not the tight ends, uh, not Robert Woods. When he's down down there in the red zone, if he wasn't handing it to to Todd Gurley, if he was throwing the ball, he was looking Cooper Cup's way almost all of the time. And mm-hmm. like I said, he had 134 targets last year. There is no reason to think that he doesn't get 150 plus. Tar- I mean, you're talking 16 more targets is 150 targets. So he probably, he, man, he could get 160 targets this year, 170. Right and, with Brandon Cooks out of the equation. Absolutely. I mean, what's to say he doesn't get 20, 30 more targets with, with Cooks out of, out, of, out of there? You know, that right there, you know, let's just say he has 150, 160 targets. Right now I've got him... Uh, yeah, I've got him projected to have 111 catches for 1,257 yards and jumping from 10 touchdowns up to 13. That's 319 Oof. fantasy points. Okay, 319. Like the the what the wide receiver two on the that season? would have been that would have been number two last year above Chris Godwin, and we know what kind of numbers Chris Godwin put up last year. He would have only yeah. finished behind Michael Thomas. So, like I said, this year that I mean we're you know. Injury, heaven forbid there's any kind of an injury, but I'm telling you, the the top three, I'm, the finished top three wide receivers is going to be Godwin, it's going to be uh, Michael Godwin, Thomas, Michael Thomas and, and Cooper Cup. You know, he is going to finish as a top three wide receiver this year, and we're he is going to be a first round, possibly top of the second round pick moving forward. And you can get this guy for a hell of a deal if you're drafting, and you can get him for a pretty good deal in your leagues. I mean, uh, you can't get him for cheap, 
but you can still get him. He's not untouchable. I would go get him because he is going to pay off big, big, big time this year. And you get some of these guys. You go get some of these guys we talked about, Kenyon Drake, Cooper Cup, Deshaun Watson, Kareem Hunt. You can get all these guys at great deals right now, and they are going to outperform whatever price you probably have to pay for them, and that's not counting the team that you already have put together and constructed if you maybe have a Ezekiel Elliott or a Saquon Barkley or something like that. Go get these guys. It's going to put you over the top. I promise you. So. All right. Yeah, man. I'm 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 all in on the Cooper Cup. And yeah. He, he is a name that some people are kind of like, oh, Cooper Cup, yeah, okay, Cooper Cup. Right, he doesn't have the stud power name yet. Well, he had a ton of production last year, and and the projections that I have him penciled in for, it's not very much more uh, than what he did last year. So it's not like we're going above and beyond and 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 predicting him to jump from a wide receiver three to a top three, uh, you know, wide receiver. Listen, he was a number six guy last year. He's going to jump into that elite status. He is going to be a stud for the next few years. He is going to be the wide receiver to own there in L.A. And uh, you know, he's going to put up a lot of points next year. Uh, or this year and next year. So it's good stuff. So, yeah, man. man. So that was a good show, man. Uh, we oh, appreciate man, everyone. Lo- yeah, man. We appreciate everyone listening to us. Uh, thank you for the support online and, and people that are subscribing to our podcast, whether it's Apple or Spotify or whatever you listen to us on. Um, you know, be sure if you, if you get an extra moment, uh, leave us a review. Let us know how we're doing. Um, we, we love hearing from our, 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 you know, our, our, our people out there, our followers, um, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. Um, if you got any questions at all, any trade ideas, any trade advice you'd like us to give you, you know, maybe we'll go over it in our next couple of shows, uh, you know, and we'll hit you up as soon as possible. So, you know, Rob, do you have anything uh, you'd like to add at all? No, just hit me up. Uh, I'm at, at Dynasty Pros Rob on the Twitter. So like, Feel free, hit me up, send me uh, DMs. They're open, so I don't privatize my profile there. So feel free yeah. to go in there and ask us some things. It's going to be a, a really, really, really good time here coming up with the new podcast, brand name change, and all the other stuff we're doing. Yeah, we've got it. Getting an- on to the, the, the whole Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, which I, I'm loving it. I love the name. Uh, doesn't get much more kick-ass than that. Yeah, yeah. And, and we've got the website uh, we have worked on. should be coming out in the next week or so. Um, it's going to be Dynasty Pros. Uh, that's what we're changing to. That's what we're rebranding to. So keep an eye out for that, and you'll be able to find our website at DynastyProsFootball.com. Um, but, yeah, we're going to be changing the podcast. We're rebranding it, like Rob said, to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. Um, we're real excited. We got a lot of stuff, uh, ahead of us there. We're really going to be focusing a lot on our website. Um, so keep an eye, you know, we're going to not only focus dynasty players and dynasty rankings and, you know, everyone's got that. Don't get me wrong, but we're going to have some really, really good stuff. We're going to, fo- we're really, really going to focus on college players as well. The guys coming in, we want to give you a head start on those, those, those rookies that are going to be up here next year. You know, you, obviously everyone knows about Trevor Lawrence, but we're going to let you know about those running backs and those wide receivers that maybe not everyone knows about. We've got some guys really working on that right now. And another thing we're really going to focus on is IDP. Um, there's mm-hmm. not a standard when it comes to IDP leagues. And Rob and I, uh, Rob, we love IDP leagues. We recommend it for a lot of people. It's not too hard. It's not very complicated. Um, 
and and we're gonna we're probably gonna have a show uh, in the next few weeks. We're, we're gonna talk about IDPs a lot because that's gonna be a huge focus for our website. And uh, you know, it, it it's fun. It's great. You don't have to you know get up and go to the bathroom or go get another beer or anything when when your defense is on the field because it just keeps you involved and you're really rooting for those tackles and you're really hoping your your guy gets a sack and or an interception. I mean, it keeps you involved all the way around. It's it's wonderful to have. It's it's very exciting. Um, I probably wouldn't have it any other way after playing in IDP leagues. Um, it's it's a little bit challenging, which is it, which is awesome. But these guys put up points, and it just keeps you excited like the entire entire game. So right, and and I hadn't played IDP until last year, and I've gotten into like two IDP leagues last year. And I think I'm in one or two more this year now. And I I honestly, I love it. I love the extra dynamic to it. Um, and I just feel like I keep compounding things. So I'm in like crazy deep super flex leagues that have massive starting lineups. And you add on IDP stuff on top of it. And it's just a whole new dynamic. It changes draft strategies. It changes rookie drafts. And it, it, it is a lot more involved, and it does require a little more time, but I'm honestly probably going to start dropping some of my more basic leagues in favor of these with the extra stuff going on. Yeah, they're just they're very, very entertaining. They're fun mm-hmm. to play. Um, and, and, and like I said, it, you just don't have to rely on, on your, your offense to put up points. You can really uh, you know turn to your defense. I know I, in, in a dynasty league that I played in uh, that I play in year to year, the one that Josh Wilson runs, uh, that I've mentioned on the show, uh, the Knoxville Dynasty League that we we run. It's an IDP, and and one of the cool stats that we looked at last year that Josh brought to my attention was that um, the top six teams that made it to the playoffs were also the top six scoring defenses. Oh, makes sense. Absolutely. I mean, and and like I said, that the whole IDP thing affects how you draft. And maybe some players you're trading for, it changes values of offensive players because you're like, hey, I'll give you this guy that's on defense for, uh, I don't know, one of your running backs or something. And it really changes the whole dynamic because you look at it like, oh, that guy plays defense, and I don't really know about the point system for that. Once you start getting into it, though, like your IDP squad could win you a league because you got all the studs. And you could have mediocre running backs and kind of run of the run of the mill wide receivers and still go in there and dominate. Absolutely. I mean, you've heard that that expression, that old saying that defense wins championships. Well, it it can help win you a championship in fantasy football too. And it and it just adds, like I said, a whole dynamic to it, like a whole thing. Like you know, we all have our players that we like on the offensive side, but we've got all these players on the defensive side that we really, really love. You know, me being a Baltimore Ravens fan, you know, if I played IDP league and had, you know, I was like, dude, I got Ray Lewis on my, on my defense or Ed Reed or someone, mm-hmm. or if you're a Steeler fan, you had Troy Palomalu, things like that. Or just say you're a Steeler fan right now. One of the stud linebackers to have is, is TJ Watt. So mm-hmm. it's really, really awesome to watch these guys, uh, you know, put up fantasy points for you. If you, if you've got this linebacker, if you've got, you know, Joey Bosa or Nick Bosa or Aaron Donald, mm-hmm. or you see one one of these guys get a sack and you're like hell yeah man that's like that's like your offensive guy scoring a touchdown but your defensive guy just got that sack or got that interception it's it really really uh changes just everything about fantasy football and it's so much fun and i certainly recommend it for everyone and not to be afraid to give it a try i mean hell it's there's not much
much to it. And and there's some that are fine, and you just do their IDP flex spots, so mm-hmm. you can kind of start any position in IDP in there. And that's kind of how I got my feet wet. And then I started getting into more uh, deep position type type deals where I got to start like three defensive backs, three like whatever corners and three linemen or whatever it might be. And yeah, you don't want to get too complicated. It it gets pretty wild sometimes, but at the end of the day, it makes both sides of the ball entertaining. Yeah. And that's one thing that fantasy football did for me was it made football that much more entertaining. Yeah. It was enough for me to sit down and watch a whole weekend of football. And I'm, I'm content with that. But then I added the whole fantasy football thing and it's like, up in my, my stress level, my anxiety, and every game matters, and I just care a lot, right? And then it turns into, like, ooh, what are these guys on defense doing? And then you just watch, like, a team getting demolished, and you're like, God, do I have any defensive players on that team? Because I'm getting killed. Like, it, it, it just changes so much, and it, it, it makes it makes the whole weekend it, that much more entertaining. Yeah, it, it, it certainly made – listen, I love fantasy football, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fantasy football addict, uh, and so mm-hmm. are you – but and I enjoy watching uh, football for that reason just that much more. But when you add the IDPs into it, it changed uh, a lot, and and it really, really, really just made it so much even more fun. Like how much more fun can get this can this get? But it did, and the IDPs, the the points that they can provide for you, um, it, it's fantastic. I absolutely recommend it for people out there. And 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 if you don't know really how to do it uh don't worry because in the next couple of episodes soon we're when our website is launched we're going to do a whole section on idps and the scoring system and then we're going to do a show real real soon on what our recommendations are as far as like setting up the idps and and how to start out right now if it's your first time doing it and and how to really set up your scoring to where it can be a a a good setup for your league and and help you out so and yeah. uh, all, all you commissioners out there listening, we're going to help you out a lot with that too. Uh, and feel free again, hit us up on Twitter, ask us some questions and stuff in the meantime, while you're waiting for the next episode, because uh, I commission a few leagues, some are IDP, most are just uh, super flex variants and different scoring rules and everything. And it, it, it's really cool, especially if you're trying to, to develop something new. Uh, I, get, I get a little creative with some things. So yeah, it's just uh, so it's so much fun. It, when it, when a guy, I'm telling you, when a guy gets a sack, or if you've got a, you know, if you got Mika Fitzpatrick on your team and he gets an interception, or Jamal mm-hmm. Adams, or someone like that, I mean, it just changes everything. It, you know, you're just paying attention to so much more, and you're enjoying that defensive side of the ball so much more. It's really, really good. So we recommend it for everyone out there. At least give it a try. It may not be your cup of tea, but at least give it a try. But I promise most of you out there, if you do try it out, it's going to be pretty cool. You're going to be very, very happy with what you did there. So, yeah. Well, all right, Rob. Well, listen, we I think we put on a pretty good show today. Like I said, if anybody has any questions, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Um, so uh, with all that being said, uh, my name's Bob Miller. And I'm Rob Sprout. We appreciate you listening to the show. And everyone, please, 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 please stay safe out there.